Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, to inspire, and to encourage. On today's episode, we will be discussing diversity, racism, and the power that love has to break down barriers when it comes to our culture. Joining us today is Pastor Ronnie McKinnon from All Saints Holiness Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Ronnie was faced with adversity when Ken Parker, a KKK member, showed up at their Friday night fish fry. As an African-American pastor, Ronnie set aside his pride and cultural identity to show ultimate love. Ronnie and Ken's encounter did not go as most would think. For the rest of the story, sit back, relax, and get your pens ready, because this is Write It Down. I'm here with Ronnie McKinnon. Yes. Welcome, welcome to Write It Down. Yes, yes. I have to be honest, Ronnie, um, and and we've kind of discussed your name, but <laughs> I met you in the Philippines on a mission trip. Yes. And it was you and 11 other dads. Yes. I called you guys the dad squad. Um, it was a lot of fun. I could recap the whole trip, but that would be a lot. But anyway, so there's these big, strong men that come on our trip to the Philippines last summer, and they're wearing SWAT shirts. And I'm like, okay, is this like the FBI? But it turns out that SWAT stands for... Uh, Spiritual Warriors Advance in Truth. Advance in Truth. So super cool. It's like a men's group based out of Jacksonville and they all like fellowship together, disciple one another, go on trips to either Israel or the Philippines or other mission trips. So super cool. Um, got to spend a week with them and um, just learned so much from them. A lot of wisdom. And Ronnie was one of the guys. Yes. And you introduced yourself as Ronnie, but then when we became Facebook friends, I saw that your name was <laughs> William McKinnon. And I'm like, William McKinnon, who is that? <laughs> so can you give the audience like your real name? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so so my real name is William Ronald McKinnon. I am the third. The third. Yes. But uh, through high school, through work, I went by Ronnie. Okay. Okay. And um, uh, in the Philippines... The transition was gone, uh, but Doug, everybody knows me as Ronnie. Everybody on that trip knew me as Ronnie. Uh, but uh, in 2014, uh, December 2014, I lost my mo- mother and father, and I was named after my dad. And I went through a little period of, I want to go by my first name. So I move into this apartment complex, and nobody there knows me by Ronnie. They know I started introducing myself as William. So, so astute. So, 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 I go by William. Yes. And then, <laughs> and then uh, so the older crowd, they called me William. And then I began to start meeting the younger crowd. And the younger crowd, as I introduced myself to William, they looked at me, man, don't give people your, your whole name. We're going to call you Will. So all the younger folks was called, would call me Will. And so, um, um, and then it, as we get more into uh, our talk, you'll see. Uh, why I went by on Facebook as uh, Will, Pastor Will. Pastor Will. Yes. So can I call you Ronnie still, though? Yes, call that's me how Ronnie. I know you. Call me Ronnie. Call Ronnie. me Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie, Will, William. <laughs> I know when we were like trying to do like reservations for like the hotel, uh-huh. I was like, I think it's Ronnie McKinnon. Actually, I don't know if his ID says William <laughs> or Will or Willie. Um, we'll just put McKinnon. So yes. anyways, Ronnie is just so full of wisdom. He's a pastor in Jacksonville, Florida. Yes. Um, and I'll let you kind of go into that. But um, yeah, just became like a dear friend of mine. I met again, this was last year. So our, our friendship kind of grew over the past year. And it's, he's encouraged my faith. Um, he's got a great story that we're going to hop into. And I have you on the show today because I want to discuss the topic of race. And that's like a very prominent subject. And when people hear talking about race, they automatically frame it in their mind as a white and black conversation. Mm-hmm. And there, as we know, tons of other races out there. Absolutely. Um, and so I just think for our narrative in the U.S., it's always been black versus white mm-hmm. or male versus female mm-hmm. or whatever it is to mm-hmm. create an agenda, almost to create a divide. Right. And your story is so impactful because you could have played a part in division, but mm-hmm. you decided that your place in the kingdom mm-hmm. meant more to you mm-hmm. than 
the agenda of politics mm-hmm. or being politically correct or you know whatever it is. Absolutely. So that's what stood out to me the most. Um, we are on a podcast, so you can't see us, but I'm a white female and Pastor Ronnie's a black male. <laughs> and um, it's cool, though. We're yeah. brothers and sisters. And that's like what's so exciting about being a part of something that's bigger than just this world is we're spirits, spiritual beings, and we're on a mission for something. So I think that's what I really want to capture on today's show. So thank you for joining. And thank you. Um, I did give you a phone call a few weeks ago <laughs> just telling you, like, hey, it's going to be about race. I don't know how comfortable you are with that. Uh-huh. And um, again, um, we don't have to be, you can just be raw, real and honest with mm-hmm. me. And I will hopefully be respectful of the questions that I ask right. you, but I definitely want you to share your story um, with your church, with your fish fries. Mm-hmm. Ronnie, you do a fish fry when? Uh, we started out doing it uh, every first Friday of the month. Now we're doing it uh, every quarter, once a quarter. Once a quarter. Uh, yes. So we have a fish fry and uh, invite the community out. They're welcome to come out and uh, and break bread. Uh, we're not there to to preach at them. We just fellowship. Yeah. Just fellowship. I definitely want to come up for one. Yeah. That yeah, would be it, a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. I send you the flyer. And then I you know. Say, oh, I, it's hard because, first of all, you're in Jacksonville, which is like three hours away. Yeah. And it's on a Friday. So it'd yeah. have to be, I'd have to leave work. And yeah. I'm coming up with excuses. Yeah. I'm going to come to a fish fry oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and bring the fam, maybe some friends. That'd be mm-hmm. a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really cool is you said, you know, like break bread mm-hmm. and just how awesome that is that. Mm-hmm. I think like the setting of of food or the dinner right. table yeah. can just break down a lot of barriers, yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. social barriers. Yes. So that's really cool. So you do this fish fry at or at your apartment complex, correct? Or well, where did this birth out of? Okay, this birth at the church. Okay. Uh, so August, this coming August, the first Sunday in August, I'll be passing there three years. Wow. And uh, the Spirit of the Lord put it on my heart. Uh, to do a fish fry on the first Friday, uh, and so that's what I that's what I did, and so um, uh, so we invite the community to come in. Uh, the community where the church is is very diverse, and uh, we open for all uh, to come in and and fellowship from seven to nine, and so uh, but now we're doing it once a quarter, and uh, and still uh, reaching out. Mm. Can you paint the picture of what it looks like? So you kind of did to me, but just for the audience to know, like you said, people from all backgrounds, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're out there drinking. Like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. so kind of give like that scenario, because okay. mm-hmm. when you think a church fish fry, mm-hmm. you, you know, mm-hmm. people might like sit up straight and be like, oh, it's a church, and, uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. can you create the scene for us? OK. All right. So uh, that's at the church. But now uh, where I was staying at. I had a pool right behind us, and I used to pull out the grill on the weekend. Uh, I do a light lunch. We do a light lunch every Sunday after service uh, for more fellowship. And uh, on Saturday, I would either grill some chicken or whatever I was grilling out there. And when I'm cooking out there, I invite some of the my neighbors out. And my neighbors, very diverse, um, and different one have their different lifestyles, and, and they know who I am. And so uh, uh, at that table, you got some that's going to be drinking beer. Some got a little, uh, drinking a little uh, alcohol. And some have the other, other choices on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I did not condemn any of them. Uh, I just allowed them to come and we talk. And they know me. And, and we've all had one-on-ones, time, personal time together. They'll come to me and talk to me. Mm. And so, uh, so the door is open uh, to come to the table. Okay, and so this is kind of where we can, I guess, hop into your story, mm-hmm. is it was at your apartment complex, mm-hmm. what year? Uh, let's see, that would be... 2017? 2017, going into 2018. So 2018, um, um, at the apartment complex, I was outside grilling, and I invited some of the uh, neighbors. There was about 12 of us. And one of the neighbors uh, came out a little bit later. And, uh, and before, uh, I've been knowing the guy for about two and a half years at this time. Okay. And uh, when I first met him, I did not know that he was involved in the KKK 
and the neo-Nazi. Yes. So one is like ostracizing a race and one of them's ostracizing Jews, correct? For the most part, or uh, I look at both? it, it's both, both. both hate, hate, right? Both hate groups, right? Extreme hate groups, mm-hmm. and so um, Ronnie, Will, mm-hmm. William McKinnon, <laughs> um, knew this guy, and so he comes uh-huh. he, to he, this grill out. Yeah, he comes uh, to the table now. All but prior before this, well, uh, I met him. It's probably about a month and a half later. That's when I found out what he was involved in. Okay, uh, when I found that out, I did not let that. Uh, stop me from speaking to him. Uh, I just overlooked that. Uh, if I'm going to speak to you, you choose to speak, respond back. If you respond back, we can have a conversation. And so for the rest of the time, up until 2018, like around February, uh, I would speak to him when I see him. And at that time, his girlfriend will be with him. And, you know, I'm the type, uh, today is Saturday. Mm-hmm. I would say this is a super Saturday. Happy Super Saturday. Right. All right. On Monday, it's a marvelous Monday. So if I see you at the uh, mailbox, we're walking by. Hey, buddy, marvelous Monday. How you doing today? Or Tuesday. Uh, triumphal Tuesday. Good to see you today. So always speaking uh, to the community mm-hmm. uh, with, a, with a positive uh, note. So um, we... Um, well, anyway, fast forwarded. I knew uh, what he stood for. Uh, never did invite him to the fish fry, um, but I did invite others out. Uh, but around February 2018, three weeks before Easter, uh, we were sitting out there on a Saturday. Uh, I just got through grilling, and we was out there talking, had different conversations going on. And and I did, and the table was very diverse, Okay. And so uh, him, Ken, and his uh, girlfriend, they came to the table. Uh, and they sat down, and they, they engaged in the conversation. Everybody knew what he stood for, but everybody talked. You know, he had a conversation with you. And so the, as the hours went on, um, it ended up being just me, Ken, and his girlfriend and everybody else had went, gone, went on. Gone their separate yes. ways, yeah. and Ken stayed. Ken is the member of the KKK and yes. the neo-Nazi group. So. Yes, okay. yes. And uh, so um, uh, uh, his girlfriend said, uh, we've been wanting to talk to you. And then in my mind, I was like, Lord, what you getting ready to do? Uh, because uh, I knew the table. It was just us, and it was there. And uh, they said they've been, they had some questions. And uh, they hadn't been able to get answers to. And they had been to some other churches, and no one was able to help them out with it. So I told them, I said, well, what's the question? And so uh, they went to Second Kings around chapter, I believe chapter 16. Uh, things around about verse 6. And it says, uh, and they drove out the Jews. And immediately I knew where they was going with, with that. It, yeah. They was looking at that as a hate thing. They're and, framing scripture right. to fit their agenda right. of mm-hmm. driving out the Jews. Right. And, okay. Right. Certain racial groups. Mm-hmm. And so I said, uh, uh, I don't believe uh, it's not talking about that that kind of hate. I said, but let me tell you what God hates. And I am I'm 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 a man of faith, and I like to back things up with scripture. Mm-hmm. And uh, so in Proverbs uh, chapter 6, I think verse 16, and it says, uh, these are the six things that God hates, and seven is an abomination. Uh, and I, I told him, I said, none of these things are talking about a particular group of people. It's the actions, what people do, that God hates. And, and after I uh, was, got through sharing with them about the hate, then I said, let me tell you what God is. God is love. And went to John 3.16. Mostly everyone knows, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, and just stopped right there and began to minister to him about God's love. And God's love is for whosoever. It has no uh, respect to person, has no uh, specific group of people. 
he loves and he loves the 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 black man the caucasian the indian uh, the the people that uh from uh europe you know god loves them all right and so uh, and and he sent his son for us and as i was begin to share and minister to him about god's love tears start rolling down his eyes and it was no need then to go over any more questions uh and and we uh i prayed with him and uh they go both committed, gave their life to Christ that night. Wow. And so, uh, and I'm a believer of uh, being in a good uh, Bible teaching church uh, that has a strong discipleship. And uh, and I encouraged him, I said, you all need to be in a, a good Bible teaching church that has a discipleship. And uh, look, you're welcome to come to my church, okay? Not knowing that they would be there the next day, and they did come uh, to my church on the next Sunday, on that Sunday. And um, three weeks later was Easter. Uh, they asked what they needed to do to join, and um, and that was after Easter service. And I was like, man, uh, I was already counting y'all as members. Y'all done been here like three weeks in a row, but uh, I'll make an announcement the following Sunday. So. Uh, as the day went on on Easter, uh, they showed up. We'll go back. They showed up on Sunday, and the church just loved on them, welcomed them in. At that time, the church didn't know his background, uh, didn't know his testimony yet. And so um, um, later on, they found out, but I wanted him to be able to share his testimony. Real quick, um, sorry to interrupt, but is your church a predominantly white or black congregation or fair mix or uh before before ken it was uh predominantly black okay okay so, so he's walking in with his mm-hmm. caucasian girlfriend uh-huh. nobody has any idea mm-hmm. about the long conversation mm-hmm. you guys had leading mm-hmm. him to the lord that he's involved mm-hmm. in two extreme mm-hmm. hate groups mm-hmm. and so sorry you can pick up okay well um so i did share with the with the church uh, that they gave their life to Christ last night. Right. And and I introduced them as Ken and Crystal. I didn't go in. No, it was no need to me to talk about what their past was. I don't believe in hashing up past, no. especially when they have made a, a decision like that. Uh, right now, they need to be loved by the church. And uh, so that's what we just loved on them. And we mm. broke bread together. And they came. They came to Bible study, came to a Thursday night service. And um, as we got close to Easter, um, they came to Easter service. And then af- after Easter service, they wanted to know about joining. And so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie's over here clapping in the mic, like cheering himself on. <laughs> so if your eardrums just busted from that, we apologize. <laughs> no, you're good. All right. So he wanted to see about joining the church. Yeah, they would ask what they need to do. And so uh, I told them uh, I was already counting them in, but I told them we'll make an announcement next week. And I also told them when he's ready, I want him to share his testimony with with the church. So at this time, the membership was like less than 12. Uh, That Sunday he came in, it might have been maybe about seven, eight there that day. Okay. And so... uh, um, they came, they, uh, they fellowship. Then after, uh, Easter, they asked about what they needed to uh, do. And then about a couple hours later, um, he texts me, he say, Pastor Will. And see, Ken's part of that young Yeah, the crowd. young crowd that calls you Will. Yeah. And, okay. and that's all he knows is Will. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm, I'm pinpoint there, one fish fry, Ken was out there and one of the SWAT brothers came out Okay, and they know me as Ronnie. So Ken's yes. standing outside, and the guy pulls up. He say, uh, is Ronnie there? And Ken looking around, I don't know no one Ronnie. I, I can't. I can't with you. Do you even know who you are? I'm just kidding. I'm oh, kidding. I know. I'm kidding. I can't. That is hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. So um, a couple hours later on Easter Sunday, um, he texts me. He say, Pastor Will, my mom has something. Uh, to share with you. Can she call you? I said, sure. So uh, Mr. Loris calls me 
And she said, Pastor Will. And she called me from Port Orange, Florida. Pastor Will. And this is Ken's mom. This is Ken's mom. I just want you to know that three weeks ago, I told the Holy Ghost that he's going to have to use a black man to help her son come to Christ. Wow. And it was exactly three. Easter was three weeks from the day that he came to that table. Wow. And you're talking about a mother's prayer. Wow. And just talking to the Holy Spirit. And that, that's what the, the Holy Spirit is, the third person. Mm-hmm. And it's our comforter. And uh, when you're in relationship, you can talk to him. Yeah. Because he's there to lead and guide Absolutely. us in all truth. When you got that phone call from Ken's mom saying, you know, mm-hmm. I prayed three weeks ago mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and the Lord told me that a black man was going to, or a black pastor or whatever mm-hmm. she said, yeah. um, mm-hmm. was going to have to bring Ken to mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. How did you feel in that moment? Did you feel like a validation or what? No, I felt, I was like, wow. My mind was like, wow. Uh, just seeing how the Holy Spirit moved. Because my mind went back, hey, that was three exactly three weeks ago. And so God set this up. Yeah. You know, he he set this up, that day up, but it didn't start right then. It started by me leaving that door open. Hey, and he knew. And this is what he told me. He said, he said, the first day I met you, I saw Jesus in you. Wow. And and I was like, whoo. And I and I was so glad. That I wasn't living like a double life. Mm. Oh yeah, you know, just you know? two <laughs> names, but not. <laughs> Will I, William. I have, well, three names, but I'm not living a double life. Like I don't know. Uh, I don't know uh, if I can trust. I'm just kidding. You don't live a double life. You. <laughs> nah. Anyways. Nah. Nah. And so uh, it was. Uh, you know, I knew. I gave God the glory on that. Yeah, because uh, whatever, however God used me, uh, I I'm not going. I'm not getting big headed about it. I'm just a I'm just a disciple. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just a little country boy from South Georgia, you know. Tifton, just, yeah, Tifton, Georgia. That's right. Shout out to Tif to T Town. <laughs> what T-town. is it? T Town. T Town. Yeah, Tifton, Georgia. Tifton. Yes. Where is that in Georgia? That is uh, north of Valdosta, Georgia. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, that's where I grew up at, uh, uh, from the third grade all the way up through high school. Okay, mm-hmm. good deal. Yeah, I don't want to take away from the rest of your story with Ken, mm-hmm. so we can come back to kind of like where you grew up. Uh-huh. Um, but because that's in itself is uh-huh. a really cool story. Right, so right, you so picking up with Ken real quick. Where are you guys at now? Uh, right now, Ken is he has relocated from uh, Jacksonville. Okay. Um, we I just talked to him last this past week, and so the lines of, of communication is still open. Open. Okay, and he he reaches out. You know, I check on him, and uh, we still have a, a a relationship. Okay, and you um, correct me if I'm wrong, and you can fill in the the gaps here. But you ended up baptizing yes. Ken. Yes. And this was covered on. Yes, NBC. NBC. So uh-huh. why don't you tell a little bit of that right. story? So, um, all right, I'm going to fill in the gap up okay. to that. Okay. Okay, because that happened right after we came back from the Philippines. Right. So we so, were in the Philippines in, in Ju- July, July of 2018. 2018. And so February, um, uh, Easter comes. No, that was March. And then April comes. And so at this time, I didn't know that Ken was in leadership. He was in ranking in these groups. Wow. And 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 the uh the journalists would call him to get stories for him from him. He was very very active in it. And so at the end of April, getting ready to go into May, uh he makes a public announcement that he has uh he's no longer part of them. And it just went, the news came out. Uh, uh, he made a public statement that he apologized for the hate that he had shown over the past six and a half years mm-hmm. at this time. And months prior to that, he went to the rally in Charlottesville. In Charlottesville he was there. Where Richard Spencer was, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. proclaiming all his hate. Mm-hmm. And somebody, I think a young lady was mm-hmm. killed in one yes, of those riots. Yes, yes. So Ken, um, 
attended that uh, that yes. event months uh -huh. prior, and mm -hmm. then he comes, mm -hmm. you know. Yes. You had no idea. No, and at that time during that uh, riot, they were doing a filming mm -hmm. uh, on that, and it's it's on Netflix. I think it's Whitest Right. Okay. But they did like four of the people that was in it. He was the one of the ones that interviewed him. And they interviewed him when he was up there. There's, there's, you see him on there. Okay. But uh, he he said things started changing within him after that. Uh, and um, and so fast forward, here we are, April. Uh, he makes the announcement. And he makes the announcement after he was supposed to be in another rally up in Georgia. Mm. And, um, and I believe he was supposed to get promoted here. Promoted in the group? In the group, yes. And so um, uh, he uh, he struggled with that because he just gave his life to Christ and he felt like he really didn't need to be there for his comrade, for his brothership, for, for the brotherhood. And, I, you know, I didn't, I just told him, I said, man, you need to pray. You need to ask God. You need to trust God and do whatever he says. I mean, if God wants you there, you're going there for a reason. But if if you're not going, he's gonna let you know, and he and he struggled with that, and with most most uh, believers, mm -hmm. they struggle with decisions. Oh yeah, and it's a learning process. You have to learn how to trust the Holy Spirit, and um, and I never would tell him not to, to go. Right. I just told him you got to, you got to pray, you got to talk to God, right. and uh, the day before him going. Um, he texts me. He say, Pastor Will, the Holy Spirit won't let me go. He won't let me go. And and after he You're said, like, "Thank God." <laughs> oh yes. And, and and after he said that, that's when he came and made the public announcement. Right. So this one, I find out about the leadership role that he was in. And so um, uh, come um, May, mid May, I get a phone call from uh, NBC. And now prior, before this, before that. The Spirit of the Lord had spoke to me about having the baptism out on by the beach, and uh, I went out there and looked at the beach, looked where we was going to do it at. So we we had a picnic and a baptism there. Okay. So we already set the date, and after we set the date, I hear from NBC, NBC. and this is national NBC. This is not Jacksonville no, or no. like a small affiliate. This no. is this is MNBC, and um, and so. Um, uh, they say, hey, we, we want to come down and and uh, and interview you. And uh, I'm like, okay. And then I find out net, the Netflix thing is going to hit at the end of uh, May. And it, it hit. And um, and then I told him, I said, well, the next couple months is going to be busy for me. And I said, we'll have to do it after, the, after I come back from the Philippines. I was wanting to do it sometime later in August. Yeah. Because uh, because uh, after we came back, I knew coming back from the Philippines is going to take me a time to oh, yeah. adjust. The other side of the world. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. So uh, uh, May comes around, June comes around, uh, uh, um, and we get to the Philippines, and I start getting text text messages from NBC while I was over there, and I'm 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 like, nah. They, they say they're going to be there the following week when I get back. And I said, no, it's going to be a busy week because I got to I gotta prepare for the picnic, get ready for the baptism. baptism. I got all this stuff going on, and, and y'all want to come. And I'm like, no. And I love that you're rejecting NBC. You're like, I'm like, no. I have a picnic coming up. <laughs> and, and lo and behold, we get back to the States. I mean, I, you, know, you know, the whole time I was adjusting, and I get a phone call. Hey, Pastor, hey, Pastor, uh, they was calling Pastor McKenna, can you? Uh, <laughs> they just went by your last name yeah. at this point. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so so they they was like, we'd like to interview. I said, no, I was tired, I was sleepy. And then I'm, then I'm thinking in my mind, I ain't had no haircut, I'm looking rough. <laughs> I said, I can't be going on no TV looking like this. And so, and I'm, it was just full, and, and so... Uh, they called me back a couple more times that day because they was interviewing Ken that Wednesday. I was knocked out. And they called me again, say, we, we really would like to talk to you. And uh, uh, Megan Morgan, 
uh, it was uh, her, the director, he called, and then she called. Okay. And I, I didn't know who she was, and um, and she said she really liked to talk with me and interview me. And I said, no. And then she, she just said, I've never been around anyone that was not so willing to, to do an interview. interview. And and when I said, let, let me call you back in about 45 minutes. So and, that, and when we hung up the phone, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, you're going to have to pray for her. Mm. And, and I got myself together, and I called back, and I, I said, look, I want to talk with you, uh, but... I don't want to do it on the cameras. I need, I need to. We need to talk. And I began to talk, and I tell her what what was going on, and she understood. I said, I, and when I heard her heart, why she was trying to do this the interview, story, yes, yeah. Then I then I said, okay, can we do it Saturday or Sunday? Well, she was going back home, so we end up doing it Sunday morning before service, and uh, uh, and so she called in and she asked the questions and. And uh, that's how that part. But they was there. They even came to the baptism. NBC came to the baptism. Yes, they that you had already set before they reached out to you. Yes, okay. yes. It wasn't. It, it wasn't nothing that I planned. Planned. Nothing like. Once again, I was trying to do this in August, mm-hmm. and so they was there with the cameras. It was. They took beautiful pictures. I I had someone else out there doing uh, uh, photos and. And, um, and this so, was after you got your hair cut. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows yeah, you needed one, yeah, yeah, especially yeah, after yeah, a mission yeah, trip. You're yeah, just... yeah, yeah. So, so a few of the SWAT brothers came out. Okay. Doug was out there. Kenny out came Doug. out. Yes, yes. Um, uh, Andrew, uh, uh, some of the other brothers came out to help support. Okay. And so um, uh, they was out there. We did it. Did the interview because she told me they wanted. They needed this the air because coming up on the anniversary of Charlottesville, and and they did it. We're gonna take a quick break from our show to discuss Patreon. Patreon is a secure site that allows creators to make albums, videos, and podcasts like the one you're listening to now. So if you enjoy, write it down. Please head over to our website, xvxiii.com or spell out 1513.com in your browser. Click on the Patreon banner at the top of the page and show your support. Write It Down is made possible by the 1513 Network, so please send over your love, your support for the other shows as well. If not, just stick with Write It Down because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Anyways, back to the show. And I have seen it. So this is... The nightly news. Well, before that, it was on MSNBC uh, that morning. It, okay. It, it aired on it that aired morning. morning. It aired about three or four times. And then I'm sitting in the living room. I was talking to one of my buddies and uh, on the phone, uh, and uh, and I got M- I got NBC on, and the last segment, he closes it out with this, and I'm sitting. I like wow. I say, bruh, they running it again. And he went, looked on the TV, and it just went. Wow. It just went. Viral. Yes. And, I, and, yeah. This is Lester Holt, right? Yeah, Lester Holt. Lester Holt. And uh, um, it was, um, and in my mind, I sat there. I say, God, you knew this was going to come out this way. Yeah, all, the whole time. The whole time. I didn't know. It was, and I and, and and I wasn't looking for that. Mm-mm. All all I'm trying to do is Be do faithful. my yeah. do my part what I've been assigned to to do. And uh, can you imagine though? And I think this is really the the heartbeat of this whole story is if you would have avoided that because of the racial hate, mm-hmm. because of the fact that he's a white mm-hmm. man. I mean, this guy, Ken, he had mm-hmm. swastikas on his chest, Absolutely. tattooed on his chest. Absolutely. Um, he was in a ranking or mm-hmm. in, in position mm-hmm. in these mm-hmm. hate groups. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lord like protected you for sure from, from knowing a lot of those things uh-huh. until the time came for you to know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you would have, I think that's like the heartbeat, like I said, of this is if you would have allowed that to play, mm-hmm. to take precedence mm-hmm. over the way that you viewed him as Christ views mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. this would have never impacted mm-hmm. 
the nation. Uh, right. I mean, right. that's like the beauty of it all. It's mm-hmm. like you could have you could have been and I, I not even say act oppressed, but you could have been oppressed by the whole thing. Right. And just right. been like, wow, I'm tired mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. racial divide. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't catch mm-hmm. a break mm-hmm. and victimize yourself. Right, right, right. And so I I mean, right. I just think that's incredible. We're going to take a quick break from our show to discuss Patreon. Patreon is a secure site that allows creators to make albums, videos, and podcasts like the one you're listening to now. So if you enjoy Write It Down, please head over to our website, xvxiii.com or spell out 1513.com in your browser. Click on the Patreon banner at the top of the page and show your support. Write It Down is made possible by the 1513 Network, so please send over your love, your support for the other shows as well. If not, just stick with Write It Down because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Anyways, back to the show. Right, and I and I think a lot had to help with my, my upbringing. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, let's go to Tifton, Georgia. All right, all right. So uh, my dad, uh, uh, William McKinnon Jr., <laughs> You sure? My, yes. <laughs> uh, and now they call my dad Junior. Okay. You're the <laughs> uh, third. I'm the third. Uh, my mother, Bernice Lippman McKinnon. Um, uh, my dad was in the Air Force, so we traveled. Okay. Okay. I was born in uh, Missouri, uh, Jefferson County, on Whiteman's Air Force Base. Okay. Okay. Um, so we lived in uh, base housing. And base housing, you don't get to pick. You live. You live with where they available. place you. You're right, right. Yeah. So every where we lived, I saw every other different race. I mean, it was so diverse, and that's the kind of community I grew up in up until uh, the third grade. Okay. Uh, the third grade, my dad retired, and and we moved to South Georgia. Uh, I remember uh, my older brothers, uh, Hayton, wanting to go to Georgia. Okay. And so uh, we end up, that's where we were at. And uh, we get there, and the blacks living on uh, the south side of Tifton and the Caucasian on the north side. And and I, I've, I hadn't been around that, but, you know, this is where we are, and that's how I grew up. I grew up like that. But uh, I played ball, um, and uh, everybody, you know, everybody played together. So I learned, you know, if you want to be my friend, we can be friends. If you don't want to talk to me, yeah, that's all right. I'm going to still speak to you. And so um, uh, my mom always said, um, you know, if you can't say nothing nice, don't, don't say, say nothing at all. At all. Yeah, I and, wish we uh, could do that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> And so uh, I'm, I had friends. Some friends um, uh, I've been over to their homes, and some friends I didn't. So I just learned to to make friends wherever I go. And so South Georgia, everybody speaks to everybody. You you driving down the road? Marvelous Monday. <laughs> yeah, they no no they didn't say Marvelous Monday, <laughs> but they went hey how hey, you doing? How you doing? Yeah. I, like Southern uh, yes. hospitality. Yes 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 okay. yes yes. So uh, that's the kind of environment I grew up in. And I saw uh, uh, the prejudice, uh, but I did not dwell on it. You know, it, it wasn't going to do me no I, I learned it wasn't going to do me no good. Yeah. You know, what's, I always learned if uh, if you want to put out a fire, it depends on what kind of fire it is. They, they say throw a glass of water on it. Right. All right. But, Diffuse uh, the situation. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, uh, and that's the kind of environment I came up in. And so your uh, parents were married, stayed married. Yes, fifty-seven years. Wow. Yeah, they both were eighty years old when they when wow. they passed. Yeah. And and they passed within two days of each other. Yes, correct? yes. In December twenty fourteen. Okay. Uh, Dad passed on that Friday around eleven o'clock, mm. and uh, Saturday I think we finished up making the plans for him Saturday night. Mom had been in the hospital. Uh, since around November, and at that time we did not tell her that Dad had passed because she was going through her thing. And on Sunday morning, uh, we went out to the hospital to see her. She was looking at at the t- this time it was a uh, gospel inspiration on BET. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and one thing about my mother, 
She loved gospel music. music. Wow. She loved to sing, and she really loved scripture memorization. So when we had to sit down at the table before we ate, everybody had to recite uh, uh, a scripture, a verse. And I can't repeat what the person next to you did. Yeah, so, was it ever like, man, you stole my verse? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like Jesus wept. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody you know, wants to do that one. <laughs> everyone, everyone want to get that one. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, one. yeah. And so, uh, uh, you know, she. That's what we had to do. So whenever you come to our house, if you don't know one, you, you're gonna learn one that day. And so, uh, as mom was in the uh, hospital, it was Bible verses all, all everywhere. Over. And so, uh, so we, me and my brother go home, fix food for everyone at home, uh, breakfast, and then about ten forty-five, we get the call saying, "Hey, you need to come back out here." Hmm. And you were planning your father's funeral that Saturday. Yeah, we had just got through planning wow. to do it uh, the following week, and um, uh, we get to the hospital, and I, I'm telling, I, I, she was just smiling. Just having a good time, and then she started phasing, phasing out, and wow. and so we literally had church, and so we started making phone calls. All the cousins started coming out, and we literally just started having church in the hospital, uh, from singing all the songs that she loved. My mom used to be the president of the choir, and uh, she used to take us on youth convention trips, and uh, we was all in it singing. And then we started all quoting uh, Bible verses. Mm. And around about 2, I don't know, it was 2.45 or 1.45, it was just about the time when they get out of church. And mom is gone. Mm. And my sister said, y'all know what? She just wanted to have church before she got out of here. Wow. And it's just, I mean, it's just, I get chills every time I think about it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we had a double funeral. Okay. That following Saturday. Wow. Yeah. 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 And you were close with both your parents? Yes. Um, How was your relationship with your dad? So this is the deal. I, um, growing up, my dad was uh, an alcoholic. Okay. Okay. And and so all the retired years, uh, all the military years and the retired years, uh, my dad was an alcoholic. And every Sunday, I'm telling you, we pray. And my, sometimes my dad would come in there for prayer. He would pray and then go on back. But every Sunday, each child would say, Lord, stop my daddy from drinking. Uh, Lord, stop my daddy from drinking. And we do that Sunday after Sunday. So one day I was down in Jacksonville at the church I was attending, and um, um, the, the, uh, the pastor wife, she was teaching Sunday school. And she says, you know, when you're dealing with family members uh, uh, that you love and that you want to see God move on their heart, change their heart, you know, you, you, you really got to pray about it one time and fast on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was like a light bulb just went off in my head. And so this was around November of uh, 1990. Um, so I, I go home, call my mom. I say, Mom, we've been doing it wrong all this time. I say, every Sunday we'll, we'll ask God to do it. But then the following Sunday we'll come back, take it out of God's hand, yeah, and, right. ask, and put in... And we kept taking it out of his hand. Yeah, I I do that in my own life. And I'm sure a lot of people do that. Mm -hmm. Not even just praying for their family Mm -hmm. to be released from alcoholism. Mm -hmm. But I was talking to a friend the other day and I was like, how many times do I like lay things down Mm -hmm. at the foot of the cross and Mm -hmm. just come back and pick it back up? Right. Because it's not happening fast enough Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. it's not happening the way that I want it to Mm -hmm. or in the fashion that I want it to. Mm -hmm. And so it's like it takes a huge act of Mm -hmm. like faith to to surrender, but right. then it takes even more faith to leave it. That's right. That's right. That's so, right. That's right. So, get this: on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. uh, going into 1991, uh, I'm always in. Most of the time, I'm always in church. It's only a few times I can count on my hand. I wasn't in church coming into the new year, and my dad would always come down to be with me on New Year's Eve, and. As we went into uh, the new year, 
the pastor made an altar call. And guess who was standing at the altar? My dad was at the altar with tears running down his mm. eyes. And I didn't know he had been drinking a couple of beers before he got there. Yeah. And so uh, my dad surrendered that night. And uh, about a month and a half later, the taste bug of alcohol was just taken out of his mouth. He w- His routine, he would go to uh, Harvest, pick up a 12-pack, stop by noonday prayer, go home, put six cans in the closet, six in the fridge. And one day he went to go reach for one, and he just started laughing. He said, hey, I don't want that no more. Wow. He didn't have to go to no AA. Mm-mm. I mean, God delivered him, him from that. So so the relationship with my father uh, was kind of our favorite mom more yeah. than a dad. And, and then probably about eight years before he passed, it hit me. My brother called me. He called a conference call one night, and he said, look, he was in church. Uh, I think he was at Cleflo Dollars Church. And he taught on uh, Ephesians 3.20. And he says, uh, now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that work within us. He said, look, part A only works when part B is right. And that is that agape love. If you owe, if you got any bitterness towards anyone, unforgiveness, part A will not work. And immediately three people popped up in my mind uh, that I know I need to get get it right with, and he was one. And I called him. I said, "Look, Dad, I'm uh, I want to apologize, and I forgive you." And my dad was like, "What you talking about?" Because we would still talk every day, uh, but I kind of favored mom more. More, yeah. After that day, you, it was it was over. I I began to. Uh, uh, tell him that I love you, Dad. Every time I get, I love you. And my dad is the old school type. You know, it's hard to get I love, love you. Love you out. Yes. And uh, one response I did get, I love you, son. Wow. And I'm talking about my heart filled with joy, joy just to hear that. Yeah. Even though I knew he loved me. Yeah. But, well, I mean, just think about like a mother's love. Even just in Ken's story, yeah. like it yeah. took nothing for her to be like, Lord. I mean, and then be vulnerable with telling you that mm-hmm. she prayed for her son to be uh, saved. Uh-huh. Whereas, like, I feel like with the and again, I'm not trying to stereotype or anything, mm-hmm. or, but I feel like with men, it's uh-huh. really, really hard, especially uh-huh. if your dad had a, a wounded past. Uh-huh. I think uh-huh. it's really hard for men, at least what I hear, to even just say, "I'm proud of you, son." Right. I love you, son. Right. And I think that's what most boys mm-hmm. are yearning for. Right. They want that father's love. Yes. And, that, and that plays a part into um, just, you know, being a follower of Christ and yes. just knowing that you have the father's love. That's and right. that's exactly why you were able to look at Ken mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and be like, this doesn't matter. No. This white black thing, no. this, I mean, not that you knew that he had swastikas on his uh-huh. chest at the time, but it didn't matter to you because mm-hmm. your priorities mm-hmm. were fixed on something greater than yourself. Absolutely. And so I guess bridging the gap, the gap with that story into culture mm-hmm. is how is culture going to need to get a grip on this as, as far as mm-hmm. racism? Mm-hmm. What, what is your view on that? Um, uh, you know, um, my view on it is if every individual will work within their their surroundings. Their community. Their, their neighbors. Community, their yeah. neighborhood. Whatever your circle is. And all it takes is one person yeah. to to encourage or to help build up. Uh, to maybe help out. To be a friend. Um, to show love. Because uh, even you know in the Bible, Jesus said, I have drawn thee through love and kindness. Love and kindness have I drawn thee, and and that's what that's what it's all about love, and so you know I don't care, you know what lifestyle you in you still there's still a chance to show love to them, uh, and if if I only talk to a certain group of people, I'm only gonna be able to have an effect only on that certain group. Yeah. And but if I if I lead the walls up, that's how it's gonna be. But we got to take the walls down. Yeah. 
not only in our communities, even within the churches. Yeah, absolutely. There are so many walls that are up. And if we say we we read in the same book and uh, uh, the division was been built up over the years, it has to be torn down. Yeah. Why do you think society is so sensitive when you bring up race or when you. It, it depends on how they was raised, how they was brought up. If they was brought up in an environment where um, well, that's all they heard about and, and did not see love being shown or. Or to respect a person because you have opinion, I have opinion, and you know I'm not here to make you change or sway you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you believe this, the sky is blue, and I believe it's purple. You know what? I'm gonna let you keep believing that. I'm gonna keep. I'm not gonna let that cause division. Just yeah, be, be, because people I, are so so wrapped up in trying to get other people to think the way they think mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And on all levels, whether right. it's politics or, right, right, or right. race or religion mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. People are so obsessed with trying to convince somebody else to believe what they believe. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people get hurt right, right. In, in Christianity, even. Right, right. you know, because there's a ton of Christians or, you know, nominal Christians even mm-hmm. that believe a certain thing and they'll be upset that you're not convicted right. of, of that same thing. Like, right. For some people, they might think, okay, like you can be a Christian and drink alcohol. For some, they could say, no way, mm-hmm. you can't drink right, alcohol. Right, right. So then you got two opposing views, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. one or the other is fighting on Facebook about it. Right, right, right. And, and what's, what's the, the purpose? Point? What's what that going to gain? Look, you keep believing, don't right. drink alcohol, and then you keep believing, mm-hmm. you can. Yeah. Do, I mean, that's like your personal conviction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're not being, if Jesus don't condemn you, yeah. you know, then why, why should I? Yeah. And then if you know, if you know, uh, if you eat that apple, that it's gonna offend me. Don't eat that apple in front of me. Yeah. You know. You know. Eat the banana that I like, and you and know. And then keep eat the apple later. Yeah. 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 So. So. You know. And but but people will will get so outraged, mad, and upset over nothing, and it's nothing but the trick of the the, the enemy. Yeah, it he, is a trick of the enemy. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm-hmm. So he used anything. It could be, uh, like you just talked about the alcohol. It could be about music what football, music, yeah. football team. You know, it's a sport. President. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, you got to understand, uh, whoever's in the seat, we have to pray for our leadership. Absolutely. All right, and it may not be the one you voted for this time. You don't have to agree with him, but you just pray for him. You, he don't know you. Huh? He don't know you. He, he ain't does not. I think that's like the simplest thing we can walk away with is like newsflash. He don't know you. Yeah, he don't know you. Yeah. Um, uh, the best thing that you can do is work within your your circle. Yeah. To help make a change. Bring if you want change to come about, what are you doing to help bring a change? I've never seen. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, where a um, a a protest. Uh, change something that same day. No, you it just turned, look like a fool. Oh yeah, it it turns into violence. Yeah, your blood pressure get all worked up. Now you got all this hating toward towards them. And guess what? Just because they on the other side, they could be a believer too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's like, yeah. I mean, yeah. even like non-believers that mm-hmm. don't believe in the Lord, mm-hmm. it's like I don't under. I guess their their hearts aren't changed, but. I don't even understand how they can look at another person, whether they let's take the president, for instance, Mm -hmm. whoever he is in office and sit there and just spew out hate Mm -hmm. on the Internet Mm -hmm. or whatever. Again, have your own views behind behind closed doors and talk about it. If this guy or this girl fires you up and Mm -hmm. they're in office, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so be it. You have the right to have an opinion, Mm -hmm. freedom of speech, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to impress that upon other people Mm -hmm. just to create conflict Mm -hmm. is just like childish to me. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. um, I do want to ask you something, and I, I might have given you a forewarning on this, but this was just an interesting story, and I kind of want to get your view on it. Okay. And it has to do with the N word. Okay. Um, May twenty second of twenty eighteen, Kendrick Lamar. He is a rapper, black rapper, great guy. I guess I don't know him. I don't know Kendrick. If you're listening to this, I love you. Um. <laughs> anyways, Kendrick Lamar. Um, was at the Hangout Festival in Alabama. 
So he had thousands of people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And one of his songs um, called Mad City mm-hmm. uh, had the N-word in it. Mm-hmm. And he got this girl on stage, a white girl. Mm-hmm. And she started singing it with him. Because he was like, yeah, do you know the lyrics? So they're rapping together, having a good time. Mm-hmm. And she's um, singing the words. Well, she did not bleep out the N-word. Mm-hmm. So he stops the entire concert and was like whoa 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 you can't say that word she's like well am i not like cool enough like what you know she was just like singing the lyric um and he's like you can't say that word you can come up here and rap everything but you have to bleep out that n-word and she ended up getting booed off the stage and it made like national news and so the conversation surrounding this is was you know was kendrick Lamar, I can't even believe I'm talking about Kendrick Lamar. He's awesome. But was Kendrick Lamar in the wrong? I mean, he wrote the lyrics. Does he have the prerogative to tell somebody, one of his fans, that she shouldn't be saying that? Because let's say if it was a black female or a black male or Asian even up there saying it, would that have even been an issue for him? But was he trying to create a divide? What If you were in that situation, if you were the girl, what would you have done? And if you were Kendrick, not that you'd write a song like that, <laughs> but what yeah, would you have I done? Even, I don't even know the situation you're talking about. Um, is it is in his music? I don't know. I I have to hear the words to see how it's right. It's said, you know, sometimes uh, people will say it like, you know, what like, up? Like, my, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, <laughs> that's that that comrade thing. But I don't know how it is in the song. So uh, it's it's ba- so you're saying your answer to this question mainly is context. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's how it's being used. You know, I you know, I grew up around it. Right. Uh, and um, you know, uh, when it, it depends on how it came out, if I got offended or not. Um, if I did get offended about it, you know. My next my next thing goes to my mind. You know what can I do about it? You know um, if if I'm not going to use it, uh, then you know I let hey I, I appreciate you if you wouldn't use it around me. Right. Uh, but the way you just described that story, it was part of the, the, the song. song. So like if I if you wrote a song, um, I love water bottles, <laughs> and you said. Um, you pulled me up out of the crowd and said, "Do you know? Do you know the lyrics of my song, Water Bottle?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. What, and then I start singing it, and then you stop and say, "But you can't use that word because that word offends me." Well, you put it in your song. Uh, yeah. You know, so I think that's like the conversation, and not that there's a right or wrong answer, but I was just curious to pick your brain on: Are we are we offended over? It's it's. It's times uh, I, I I avoid um, uh, situations like that. Uh, I don't bring it up. You know, I don't do it. You never heard me no. bring it up uh, because, you know, I know where where my ancestors come from. Right. And I know where it developed from at. I know how some has used it uh, to try to belittle people. People. And uh, it's just sometimes it can be used in a way that is offensive, and I, so I think the best thing to do is to not to not use it. But now you put it in your song; uh, everybody's buying the music. Multi-million. Like, now, yeah. now, now, what I'm going to have to do is call my nephew yeah. and and say, "Hey, man, <laughs> tell me the, tell me the song, the lyrics to it, and how is it being said?" Because right now, I I don't know how it's being said in it, uh, but I know. It could. I don't see how it could be offensive in 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 the song unless he's talking about not like a a, a comrade. Right. Well, the so the words are like I think it's like man down where you from blank. Man down where you from? Okay. So they're using it as like a and see they, this is a new day type of music too. Yeah. Because it's all it's all rhyme. It ain't no meaning, right? <laughs> that, that that's that's way my that's way my nephew told me. Because uh, my nephew has started, uh, you know, doing his little thing okay. and doing his music. He's got his own little label, and he's up in Atlanta doing his stuff. And, That's awesome. And I'm listening uh, to him, and I'm, I'm, and one of the songs, I'm like, man, who broke my nephew heart? So I call him. I say, man, 
who broke your heart, man? And he said, what you talking about? I say, in your song, you talk, said it. He said, oh, uh, it's just rhyming. You know, back in the day where I grew up, music had meaning. meaning. And I and that's what I listen for when I, when I hear the music. Mm-hmm. I listen for the meaning, meaning, what's going on behind it. For instance, uh, I had a member at the church that we buried uh, back in April. Okay. And we was at another church, and the choir was singing a song. And it was right before I was getting ready to give the message. And, you know, the music was good, the good beat, good beat going on. And it was like, save a seat for me. Oh, if you get the hair before I do, save a seat for me. And I said, wait a minute, what are they saying? You mean they saying if I get to heaven, save a seat for you? And in my mind, I'm like, I can't save no seat for you. You got to reserve your own. Yeah. So when I got up to prepare to me- do the message, I was like, you know, that music was real good. I was patting my feet for a minute, but then I listened to the words. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I can't save no seat for you. If you want your own seat, you got to you gotta make your reservation now. And so I like to listen to meaning of the theirs. meaning. And now my nephew explained to me. There's no meaning. It's, it's just rhyme, rhyme. Rhyme. And so his song, is it just rhyme? Yeah. And okay. It's, I mean, okay. people nowadays with music want to be catchy. Yeah, like yeah, they want yeah, a good yeah. tune. All right. So so it, so now now okay now I can go back and and, and answer and, the and, question. And, and, and now yeah. I'm going to answer the question. If it's just rhyme and ain't no meaning to it, they sing along with the song. You people buying it. Uh, uh, you putting it out there. Yeah. And so you know, it's out, it's out there. So he he had her up on the stage. He should have known yeah. when he brought it up. You know. Uh, but you know. So he might have lost a few fans. He lost some fans behind that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, it was a pretty big controversy. Yeah. And mm. I mean, I mm-hmm. like reading. Con- I'm over here talking about like I hate controversy, yeah. but yeah. I eat it up. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I read all the yeah. controversy. Yeah. 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 So uh, my my other answer to that, as a Christian, absolutely. Uh, I need to be praying for both sides. Mm-hmm. Pray for him. What's his name? Kendrick. Kendrick and the young lady that he had on the stage. I have to pray for them and then pray for their families and everyone that's involved. Yeah, in it. absolutely. Because uh, that kind of stuff turns into gossip. Yeah. And I call it manusa. It it don't get you in Anywhere. heaven and yeah, it ain't yeah. going to get you out. Yeah. So, you know, my... my just noise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So that's, that's my view uh, on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, thanks for sharing your view. I mean, I just think that, again, it goes back to what you said, the principle of knowing people Mm -hmm. in your community, Mm -hmm. in your neighborhood. If we're going to change the way, if it's that important to Mm -hmm. us to change the way people view a certain situation or view themselves or view God, Mm -hmm. it's going to start small. It's going to start in your backyard. It's going to start at you grilling out at your pool. That's right. You know, you didn't meet Ken at a big, like a huge congregation Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. a huge rally Mm -hmm. that you were in his face and he was in your face Mm -hmm. because you had different views Mm -hmm. or different races. Mm -hmm. It was around the table. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think if we if we realize that no matter what background, race, gender, mm-hmm. if you realize that you have a seat at the table and mm-hmm. it's yours and mm-hmm. that God's cre- created that space for you mm-hmm. and you do reserve your seat, mm-hmm. it's not somebody else saving it for you. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to start to view your life differently, mm-hmm. view your the way you were raised, mm-hmm. view the way that your dad's relationship, mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. whoever's out there, um, you're going to start to to view people differently. Mm-hmm. Um we're getting to that point where I really need to land the plane because yes. I could pick your brain <laughs> yeah. on this forever. And I really appreciate you coming and sharing the story. Mm-hmm. I think this this story, again, is just incredible and mm-hmm. super powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're getting to that point with the write it down. Right. What's right. your write it down? Uh, my write it down, it goes like uh, this. Uh, like I say, we all in different areas have circles of friends, People we may like, maybe don't like. But what are you doing to make a difference? And when people uh, are having like a dispute or argument, as a Christian now, uh, I want to know which fruit of the Spirit that I'm going to add to this. Am I going to show love? Am I going to show some patience? Uh, uh, or or is little long-suffering uh, with it? So uh, it's almost like 
taking water and throwing it on the fire to put it out. What are yeah. you doing to calm it down? Yeah. What are you bringing to the table? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. And so as Christians, we should be walking by the fruits of the Spirit, and they should be oozing out of us. When people see you, they should see love. They should see joy. They should see peace in you. They should see uh, goodness, faith in you. So that, that's my write it down. Uh, what are you adding to make a difference? Amen. Uh. Write it down with Ronnie, Will, William, McKinnon III. <laughs> Thanks for hopping on. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on our website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to WIDPOD. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.